Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 657 of the Juicebox Podcast. Back in the day, I used to talk to a lot of people on the phone about type 1 diabetes. I still do it every once in a while now, but not too much anymore. Recently, Amanda reached out to me, and she was looking for help. And I said, well, I can talk to you, but I don't know when I can do it. But if you're willing to let me record it, then I can do it sooner. And she said, okay. And then that's what we did. So Amanda is the mother of a child with type 1 diabetes, and today she and I are going to talk about her questions. It's going to be like listening in on a phone call between Amanda and myself. Please remember that while you're listening to the Juicebox podcast, that nothing you hear. Wow, I just forgot the thing. It's never happened before. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm stunned. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. That's never happened before. It's very interesting. Hey, welcome a new sponsor, won't you? Um, pretend I'm playing a bunch of like fancy music here, like uh, a coronation is happening. Or uh, uh, what, what was that music when they presented Simba for the first time? You know what I mean? Play that in your head. That whole thing with it. But he said it about, you know what I'm talking about. All right, you get that going in your head right now. Ready? You got it going? All right. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by US Med. US Med provides 90 days worth of the supplies that you need, and they also have fast and free shipping. If you want better service and better care, try US Med. You can get your free benefits check at usmed.com forward slash juicebox, or use this dedicated phone number just for Juicebox podcast listeners, 888-721-1514. It's pretty cool, right? A new sponsor? Uh, this episode is also sponsored by someone else. You want to hear about it? Why not? This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by Touched by Type 1. Learn more at touchedbytype1.org or follow them on Facebook and Instagram. I am Amanda. I'm a mom to two boys. My oldest is, let's see, he's 13. and Well, he'll be 14 in January. And my youngest is 11. My youngest is the type one. And he was just diagnosed in May of this year. Cinco de Mayo, actually. Oh, <laughs> celebrate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Normally we would have been. <laughs> yeah, right. But instead of a, I guess, instead of a beer and salsa, you're uh, yeah. yeah, in the hospital. We were getting all educated. It, let me, yeah. I know we're, we're talking today for a really specific reason, but just, mm -hmm. case, just for a second. So we get to know you a little bit. Um, was yes. there any sign of this? Is it in the family? Anything like that? Yeah, good question. So we do have autoimmunity in the family, but no type one diabetes. And oddly enough, exactly six days after my son was diagnosed, who's the first in the family that I'm aware of, my niece, my brother's daughter was diagnosed. Hmm. Okay. Exactly six days later. And she was diagnosed. I mean, I th really because they saw, they heard our story and heard the symptoms that we saw in our son. And they're like, oh, that's odd. 
our daughter is this doing the same things. And so they took her in and oddly enough, she also had it. When I hear that, do you know what it makes me think? What? I'm so disappointed in my Spanish or I can make a joke if I knew what six days later was called and then I could say DeMaio after it. And <laughs> seriously, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm like, cuatro, cinco, seis, cinco. Like, <laughs> like, you know, trying to get, and I'm like, I got like three more past it. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to make it six past <laughs> cinco, damn it. Um, well, yep. That, that's interesting. So now there's two of them. And now the whole family's on the lookout too, I bet. You got it. <laughs> yep. Because there's a lot more uh, cousins to, to go. Yeah. So no, nobody's going to ever get to pee three times in a half a day at your, in your family ever again. Seriously, without somebody looking with a funny eye. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Well, how is it? So, I mean, it's not that long ago. No. I mean, four, four months, maybe a little more. Mm -hmm. How is yep. it? And, and we're talking today because you reached out privately for help, right? And yes. I was kind of so overwhelmed that I said, can we just do it on the podcast? Is that, yeah. am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be either interesting or upsetting to people. We'll find out, but it's going to help yeah. you for sure. <laughs> the reason I say that is because when I'm having a conversation on the podcast for you all to listen to, it's mm -hmm. a little more, um, I'm more worried about the flow of it. I'm worried that you're having, you know, you're part of the conversation that we're getting out what you think. But this conversation is going to be a lot of me asking questions and then you answering the questions and me saying stuff. So yes. it's going to be less conversational, but you're up for that. And you already know, I just want people yes. who are listening to know that, you know, it, this That's is going to, this is basically my idea with this is when I speak to somebody privately on the phone, we're going to record it today. Mm -hmm. So, and you were, I mean, you were very nice to, to agree to that. So, um, all right. I'll Robbie. anytime. Well, please, anytime. <laughs> In that situation, you're going to have to have another kid with diabetes so we can do that again. So you don't really mean that. Um, <laughs> right. Let me get my note here so I can write some things down. Kelly bought me this little whiteboard that goes in front of me while I'm on the podcast. Nice. It's been very helpful. Okay. How old? Tell me again. He's 11. 11. How long? Five months. Five months. What insulin? Humalog. Humalog. Pump or no pump? He has the um, tandem. tandem. Are you using Control IQ? Yes. Dexcom G6? Yes. How much does he weigh? Uh, roughly 80 pounds. What's his basal rate? Um, you're going to ask me that I'm trying to pull it up. Because it changes, I think, weekly at this point. That's fine. Arden's sick right now. I have her insulin doubled. Everything's doubled. I'm barely able to keep her blood sugar under 180. Yeah, so that happened to me um, last week. I want to say he had a head cold, and I was like giving insulin like a mad person. And he yeah, literally doubled his basal rate. Yeah. But what is it normally? Um, so normally he is getting roughly around, I want to say it's six units a day. So he's like I'm doing wait, it, two, worry. five units an hour. It fluctuates a little bit between night and daytime. Six divided by 24.25. Do you think he's honeymooning? Absolutely. Would you describe your diet as a generic American diet or are you doing something specific? 
Oh no, he's generic American. His, let me tell you, his favorite meals are macaroni and cheese. If you know anything about the Midwest, you know, skyline chili, which most people don't like if you don't, if you're not born here, but um, it's pasta with chili on top of it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, And cheese and crackers also. And then um, hot dogs and uh, oh, almond butter graham crackers. That's like his, those are his favorites. So really fun to control. Yeah. Graham Um, crackers are tough. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They are. Okay. How, how Midwest are you? Like, have you ever deep fried an Oreo? So they do do that here. I've never had them. Good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, quick side aside, my Mm -hmm. brother moved to Wisconsin years ago. And he, yeah. came, he came home with a woman who he eventually ended up marrying one day. And she brought like, you know, she's trying to bring treats, like something colloquial to the time of year. And she brings these kind of like gallon zipper bags full of, I don't remember what she called them, but you, you know, when you go in the grocery store and you're at a potato chip aisle and um, yeah. there's these like cheese balls, like they're like these, but they're popcorn. So they're air pop balls. I don't even, they're not really popcorn. You know what I mean? It's what no, they call yeah. them. And then they were soaked in sugar. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, oh, I make these with my mom at Christmas. And I was like, this is not okay. Like, you took a you took a thing that's not food. Like, it's a pretend food, right? It's not really even popcorn. <laughs> and you soaked it in caramel or something or sugar. And, and now you're eating it by the handful. And, yeah. and it was very um, reminiscent of the holiday for her. Oh, yeah. And like, right. It was like a thing she did when she was a kid. Mm -hmm. It was like, I was like, I don't understand what this is. It's like, it's like low rent caramel popcorn or I couldn't tell what (laughs) it was supposed to be exactly. I'm like, how hard is it to procure actual popcorn and put caramel on it? Like that can't be. I know. Difficult. It was, it was a step away from taking a Cheeto and and soaking it in sugar. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, we do a lot of things like that here where I'm from. Lots of things that are deep fried. Any, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. th- this is not an uncommon conversation when I end up on the phone with people who are from Minnesota, Wisconsin, you know, the top part of Illinois, like that, like right there, like we're around yeah. those lakes for some reason. Like you guys can get yes. food, right? There's no trouble with that, is there? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, truck, <laughs> like, like trucks go to where you are, right? Like, they do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, well, listen, I, I think we should stop talking about your son's health right now. Open a case of beer and talk, <laughs> and talk about the Packers until we just start punching each other. Would that be okay? I think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the problem? Oh, gosh, that's a loaded question. So it changes constantly, I feel like. I, I feel like I am um, throwing darts and, and seeing what sticks most of the time. Um, so I, I feel I've listened to a a lot of the podcasts. I've read all the books. I'm the kind of person where, um, when something goes wrong or, or, you know, however you want to say it, if something goes wrong, I put my head down and I dig in and I try to fix it and I keep learning and trying to, um, you know, find different ways to go about fixing it until I have the problem fixed. Well, this problem you can't fix, right? You can only manage. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing the best that I can to manage it as quickly as possible. Like I don't want to wait five years to, to learn all the things that I need to learn. I want to learn it right now and figure it out, which I know isn't entirely possible, but I'm doing the best that I can to kind of speed up time a little bit. Okay. That's a good answer. So, 
Yeah. So um, I think my issue mostly is with trying to figure out, um, and like I said, I I feel like it kind of changes day to day with what the the issue is, but it's trying to figure out for me, we have a lot of times when um, right now he's having a lot more lows than I would like him to have. What do you Um, mean low? What's a low? Give me a number. Yeah. So he'll go, usually he doesn't go below 65. Like he'll, he'll start, he'll dip down somewhere between you know, 60 and 70. And we usually catch it before it goes below that. But I would say, I don't know, two, three times a week, he'll get down into the fifties, occasionally a 40. Um, He's a super active kid. That's the other thing. So he does um, competitive soccer. He does motocross. He does wakeboarding. I mean, if it goes fast and you can die from it, he does it. I gotcha. That's right. That's helpful for your for your soul. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. exactly. So, so he's really hard to keep up with because he's just constantly in motion. And so part of it is, is that I think, and my want, my desire to keep him from having peaks, particularly after food. So I have a lot of times where I'll do, I'll pre-bolus him and I'll get the, I'll watch his CGM and he'll start to dip. I don't really wait for the arrow necessarily because I found that if I wait for the arrow to go diagonal, then it's too, I've waited too long and he's going to go low for sure. Okay. Because usually when we're pre-bolusing, he usually is in the, I don't know, under a hundred. I mean, usually mm-hmm. he's 80 to 90, I would say most of the time. So I pre-bolus, I wait for the numbers to go down and then put the food in. And then sometimes he'll dip down into like the sixties, which I know my pre-bolus time is off, but then the thing that throws me is he'll climb to 150, which I know in theory isn't very high, but when you're going from 60 to 150, it feels like that's not enough insulin somewhere, right? Cause there's a huge swing. Right. And then he'll come back down into 80 or 90, usually within three hours. If, you know, if he's gone up to the one fifties and sometimes he'll even go from, you know, the seventies up to one eighty and then come back down. So I wonder if it's an insulin thing now that I'm saying this out loud, but. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. So, um, I got what you're saying. Let me say this yeah. first, um, because I'm, I guess I'm, I'm being honest. It's not going to be completely like a phone call. Cause I am cognizant that other people are going to listen. Um, right. right. So there are two types of people who have the nerve to reach out to me. Yeah, okay. And the nerve, because obviously this is not something I do for a living. Like you're not paying me. And, right. you know, so it feels like a, an intrusion. So mm-hmm. um, there are two types of people. I've got it broken down. I know for sure. It is either someone who is in such a bad situation that they're willing mm-hmm. to talk to a stranger on the phone because they think that they're about to die or kill somebody. Okay. Like no kidding. Right. Like, it's that bad of a situation mm-hmm. or, or. It's someone like me who's neurotic. It's a type A mom (laughs) who who gets on the phone and is like, hey, I got a real shit show over here. My kid's A1C (laughs) is 6.1 and sometimes his blood sugar is 65 and we got to fix this. And and when they start talking, I start thinking, wow, you're doing a really good job. And then then we're going to find out as we talk, Amanda, do you know you're doing a good job? Or do you not know? So I think that's part of the problem. I think um, I know for the most part that I'm doing a good job, but I feel like, you know, when I look on social media and things like that, there are people who don't go above 120 with their post meal spikes. And then they're, Amanda, I, I just feel people, like it's possible for well, it to be better. It is. And you'll find it, I imagine. I mean, if you don't yeah. find it, who's going to, right? Yeah, and right. um, and I don't mean because you love him and you're his mom. I mean because you're mentally unstable and you're going to focus yes. on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 
but in a lovely way. So it's not a judgment. Uh, it's not, like you're not out like trying to kill Batman. You know what I mean? Like this. No. Is, yeah, yeah. 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 You're fine. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I'm a, and I'm I'm mildly competitive, which I think is part of it. How clean is your toilet? Tell me right now. It's pretty clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen? Yeah, I, I can't believe I'm saying this on the podcast, but have you ever seen a pubic hair around the toilet rim and actually gotten angry at your husband? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Well, then you're not doing terrible. You're doing great. No, but I'm not going to answer why I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh my God, is your husband shaved? I don't want to talk yes. about this right now. Did you just say yes? How does he stay warm in the Midwest? Listen, I work in healthcare. Like, no, I nothing bothers me. I can't believe you just said that. It's fine. It's fine. Amanda, you know, <laughs> in the back of my head, there was this little voice that just said, this is why this podcast is so good. <laughs> <laughs> because we're all so comfortable mm. together that you and I, complete strangers, <laughs> we are 15 minutes into our conversation. Yeah, You've and we're told, talking about my yeah. husband's hairless. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you think, why, oh my God, does he do it because it makes <laughs> it look bigger? What, why is he doing it? I don't know. You know, I don't know. I've never really asked him that. You got it. It's not for, <laughs> so it's not for you? I, I have no idea. I don't really, I kind of yeah. do care, actually. I prefer it like, that way. <laughs> 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 I don't even care if your kid's healthy anymore. Let's keep talking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, my first thought when you tell me that you're doing a pre-bolus that's creating a 60, then you're mm-hmm. finding 150 and it's taking two hours to go back to level. My first thought mm-hmm. is not terrible. And it's mm-hmm. getting back to level without going low and it's getting back to level without another bolus. Um, most, I mean, sometimes that happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it has to have another bolus. Sometimes he does go low, but I catch it before it gets low. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then... I, I kind of drift back to the, the things he's eating then. And yeah. I'm, I'm not telling you to change them. I'm telling you that, right. you know, if, you, if, if you're going to have um, a hot dog, for example, have mm-hmm. you have you put some effort into finding a bun that doesn't impact as hard? Like that's, I know a stupid thing to say, but their breads hit differently. And if you try a couple of different, like I would I would say to you, are you using bread that has no high fructose corn syrup in it? Um, I honestly haven't looked. I don't know. I use wheat, whole wheat bread. Yeah. Oh, so there's another one. I'd stop doing that too. Oh, come on. Whole wheat bread. Okay. People think of as healthier. Yeah. But I think it hits harder than white bread. If the white bread doesn't have high fructose corn syrup in it and it's made in a kind of certain way. I know okay. that's weird. And I'm not saying you can't find a wheat bread that isn't. Doesn't do that. Yeah. Right. But you got to look a little bit. Yep. All right. So okay. so think about that. If you could take the impact of 30 points out of the roll, then mm-hmm. then you've got that one. Now you're 120 maybe and you come back mm-hmm. and maybe maybe you'll find out even then that that meal doesn't need quite as much insulin. Okay. It might not even need quite as long of a pre-bolus because you know, I I know I've said it enough times, but it definitely fits right here. We do not think about the food enough. Right. Like the, the, mm-hmm. and I, it's, I really do believe it's because when your doctor talks about it, they tell you, like, be careful of the glycemic index and the glycemic load of your foods. And you're like, <laughs> I didn't listen in science, buddy. You, you know what I mean? Like, right. why, why are you saying yes. glycemic to me? Um, but I mean, the quality of the food's a big deal and it's going to be harder. Like, processed food, um, 
food that has sugar in it for no real reason other than it tastes good, like that kind of stuff is going to, is going to get in your way. Um, Yes. But taking that out of it for a second and just thinking about the situation, you're putting in insulin early enough to see a pretty significant decline as a pre Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. then how long after that is the 150 happen? After after the initial, mm, I would say forty five minutes, minutes to an hour. It's always forty five minutes, Amanda. Okay, um, 40, I know. Yeah, I that's, know. That's the yeah. Range. It kind of it just starts to kind of slowly climb. It's not like a straight up rapid up, but mm-hmm. it's a slow climb up to the one fifties, and then I mean, okay. it's a it's it looks like a mountain. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So how focused are you on this? Like, if I said to you, you could pre bolus. What do we say is basil was 0.25. You could pre-bolus the meal and then take out, I don't know, take out a quarter of a unit from the bolus. And at the same time, you pre-bolus double as basil for an hour that maybe you could shift some of the insulin around to try to impact your situation. Now, this could go wrong. I might be wrong about this. Sure. Right. Say that one more time for me. Well, what if you, what if you, like, uh, let's just do round numbers and say that uh, the hot dog lunch that we're talking about here is four mm-hmm. is four units. Okay. Yep. Am I way off on that, or is that about right? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then make it three point seven five, and then do a temp basal increase for an hour. Except you're on control IQ. And then I, I know. Oh, so what yeah. I've been doing because of the control IQ is I will add in some more carbs and I'll extend the bolus. Okay, U.S. Med's a new sponsor, so let's take some time to lay it out for you. What are they? What do they do? Why do you care? I hear what you're saying, and now I'm going to explain. U.S. Med is a supplier of things like insulin pumps, CGMs, diabetes supplies in general. Do you see what I'm saying? They're a diabetes supplier, and you're a person who needs diabetes supplies. This is pretty much a match made in heaven already, but perhaps you'd like to know more. The number one distributor, Freestyle Libre. That's U.S. Med. Do you know who the number one specialty distributor is for Omnipod Dash? Mm? U.S. Med. How about the fastest growing tandem distributor? U.S. Med. Ooh, here's one. The number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys. Huh? Who do you think that might be? You think it's the, do you think it's the one you're using right now? Or do you think it's U.S. Med? Go ahead and guess. Mm, that's U.S. Med. U.S. Med is proud of their white glove customer service. They want to give you better service than you're used to and better care the way you deserve. U.S. Med always provides 90 days worth of supplies and they have fast and free shipping. How about I tell you that link one more time? usmed.com forward slash juice box. Or how about an 888 number? Maybe you don't like the internet. You want to talk on the phone. I hear you. 888-721-1514. At either place, you can get a free benefits check. U.S. Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and over 1 million diabetes customers served since 1996. If you're still not sure, go to usmed.com forward slash juice box. On the right side of the page, you'll see a whole bunch of customer reviews for U.S. Med. Having supplies delivered is one of the banes of my existence, and I, for one, I'm super excited 
about US Med. There's no need, just no reason, right? That getting your diabetes supplies should be difficult. Touched by Type 1 has a mission to elevate awareness of type 1 diabetes, raise funds to find a cure, and inspire those with diabetes to thrive. Learn all about it at touchedbytype1.org. There are links to these sponsors and all of the sponsors in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. Support the sponsors. Support the show. Add in more carbs and extend the bolus. So that he's getting more insulin. Right. So you're lying about the carbs. And I extend the bolus out. Lying about the carbs, extending the bolus. Explain to me the extended bolus and the control IQ. You can tell it. So um, with control IQ, because of the way that control IQ works, it's going to change the basal for me if it needs to. So rather than, and I could, if I wanted to, I can turn off control IQ and I could mess with the basal on my own. Like I can, I can do a temp basal if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he's at school, I don't like to turn it off. So I generally sure. don't because I want it to catch things, especially if it's going high or low when he's at school. Right. So to kind of get around that, I will. Um, so for a lot of his meals, if they have high fat in them, so typically over 20 grams of fat, I will take half of those, the fat grams and I'll add them into the carb bolus. And then I extend the bolus to cover the fat rise. that's going to happen later more than likely, or like, for example, with the Mac and cheese, because I know that that's a slower digesting food, I will add in a few more carbs than what it really is. And I'll extend out the bolus. So you can put in, you know, 80% up front, 20% over two hours, 80% up front, 20% over two hours. So you can, Ooh, hold on a second. My daughter's texting me about her insulin. Give me pause. Yeah. that thought. I'm telling her about an override for her loop. Uh, oh yeah. I'm trying to decide what I just, she's like, you didn't finish the thought override 90 90 forever 150 percent i didn't say forever i didn't tell her for how long to do it uh, oh. arden arden has what she's calling college flu even though she's, uh-huh. in, even though she's in uh so she tells me last night, like very grown up in the kitchen, she's like, I have the college flu. And I was like, Oh, what is that? Uh-huh. And uh, she said, I have a cough. We all have it. Cause we got back together and we haven't been together for so long. Like uh-huh. the whole school's coughing. And I was like, Oh, uh-huh. great. <laughs> she goes, I nice. don't, she goes, I don't have COVID. I went, no, of course not. You'd be the best person <laughs> to check with on that. Not a physician or a test or something like that. Um, <laughs> and then my son told me the same thing. They went back to college and he said, everybody's coughing. He's like, it's hmm. just not, it's not going away. And I was like, oh, great. Okay. Excellent. Yay. Uh, Perfect. But, but her insulin needs on whatever this is are unlike mm-hmm. anything that I've seen in a while because really Arden doesn't get high with, in, with illness. She gets lower. Oh, huh. usually an illness for Arden is like a good, is good news. We get to turn her basil down and she just yeah. rolls through it. Um, but she had, She's been having like, my God, I've had her basil as high as like two, two point four an hour at time wow. at times during this, trying to keep it together. Yeah. Um, the boluses don't seem to change much for the food. Like her insulin to carb ratio is still the same. Yeah. So fun. 
So when she has things like that happen, like if she starts to kind of creep up and gets higher, how long do you watch it before you start it? Like, especially if you're doubling her basal, how long are you watching it before you keep going up? Amanda, that's a classic newbie question. Very good. This is one yeah. of the favorites. Scott, please hey. tell me how long I should wait before I do this thing. I mean, I know that it's different for everybody, but if I just have a generalization. <laughs> I love watching your brain torture itself. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so honest answer is it's one of those things you figure out over time. God, I hate that answer. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those things that you'll just learn to see and then it yeah. just, it's there then. And you just okay. know, right? So um, I noticed her cough two nights ago. Mm-hmm. When I noticed her cough, it made me go look at her. I, I pulled up her 24 uh, hour graph. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, I noticed that we had, you know, like one of those meal things where you think, oh, I missed the meal and it just gets yeah. high and it won't come down. Like, and you yes. can see that we were fighting with it. I got it back. But then as soon as I had it back down, it felt like it wanted to go up again. Mm. When that happened, we changed our site because it was like two and a half days into the pump. And I thought, oh, mm-hmm. it might just be a bad site. And mm-hmm. then we got it level with some boluses and then, mm-hmm. it, then it started drifting up again. And then as soon oh. as that happened, I increased your basal. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that's how I did it. Now, okay. you know, 10 years ago, my answer would have been, it took me six days. I thought she was going right. to Her blood sugar was 250 most of the time. and I fi- Because why, right? Because the fear is that you're going to, like, jack in all this extra insulin and then look up three hours from now and the kid's blood sugar is going to be 40 and falling and it's going to need 70 carbs to stop it. Like, that's how you right. think right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just know what it looks like now. Okay. You know, and Fair I did, enough. and I did some like, you know, some testing with changing the site and then mm-hmm. you got to give yourself some time because a new site doesn't work like magic right away. Um, mm-hmm. last night we had it, I thought we had it and I, you know, I had her pretty, uh, you know, everything was turned up pretty much. And a friend mm-hmm. of hers came over, I'm guessing so they could spread around the college flu or whatever it is. Right. And, um, <laughs> And she's like, can you make us popcorn? And I was like, oh, okay, sure. So I just, and I finished what I was doing. I made popcorn. And then I looked at her blood sugar because popcorn's not hard on her. And I was going to just text her and say, hey, bolus. And her blood sugar was like 210 straight up. And it just, it's like 20 minutes before it just started jumping up. Huh. And I was like, I texted her. I said, hey, what did you just eat? And she goes, I haven't eaten anything in hours. And I was like, oh, okay. So... I knew that was this, and mm. so I changed the strength of her insulin. I mean, she's looping, so, I mean, for people mm. listening, like, I basically did a, a basal increase of, like, 100%. Like, you know, instead of 1.1 1. 1 an hour, it was 2.2 2 an hour. Um, I bolused the number, and I shut off the algorithm so it couldn't take away her basal. Okay. Because I knew I was in a very specific situation. Right. Uh, um, we crushed it again. And as soon as it got back down and that override of basal ended, it tried mm-hmm. to go, it tried to go right back up again. So oh. overnight, I think she had basically like one and a half times her normal basal rate. And still she woke up at like 180 this morning. Hmm. So the, I've been crushing the 180 for the last hour and a half. Interesting. Yeah. And now I have it. Um, I've, okay. I think so. Let me look. 
135 diagonal down. Nice. Yeah. So that's why I just changed her override around. I had it at 200%. Now I moved it back to like 150%. Um, okay. Again, think of that as like basal increase, 150%. Also, right. it impacts corrections too. But when it asked for, so you turn the loop up 200%. Mm-hmm. And now if it, if it, in a normal situation in these, in whatever situation you're in, it wants two units as a correction. It'll tell you it wants four units because it wants twice as much as, Got so it. when it told us like about an hour ago, she's like, Hey, this thing wants me to bolus like 4.8 units. I was like, just do two. Oh yeah. Okay. Because we had done a little earlier and four units would have been way too much. And by the way, yeah. even if it wouldn't have been, she's at school I'm not going to give her five units of insulin to correct a 180 when she's not with us. Like, right. like the next thing I said to her was, do you have juice with you? And she's like, yes. I was like, all right, still do too. Let's watch it for 45 minutes. I figured I'd be talking to you. I could keep my eye on it. This is about the time. Right. If she wasn't coming down right now, I would have put the other two units in. So okay. it's an interesting look into that the algorithm, whether it's loop or control IQ, or I imagine Omnipod five in the future or whatever it is that, you know, um, Medtronic's going to do. Um, it only knows what it knows, mm-hmm. right? It it can't understand the other impacts. For instance, that you buy wheat bread with high fructose corn syrup in it. Mm-hmm. If you do, you know, or that right. Arden's having an illness that's impacting her basal needs really drastically. Right. Uh, it doesn't know that. It just sees it sees the settings you put in and what the blood sugar is. And whatever, however, it's interpreting the trend. Right. Right. So it's a stupid, smart system. Basically. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have yeah. You, have, with this meal thing that's happening to you, have you ever yes. shut off the control IQ and tried the same meal like manually? Um, no, I have shut off the control IQ a couple of times, not necessarily for the same meal. Um, just to kind of play around with it and see what happens when I do that and see if I can manage it better. I think the issue with the tandem in particular is that it's connected to him. And so anytime I need to make a change to his insulin needs, whether, you know, if I have to bolus or change his basal or whatever, I need to go to him Mm -hmm. and take the pump from him to, to put in the setting changes or, or, you know, the correction or whatever it is. And he gets annoyed by that. And so I think that I kind of back off more than I would like to because I don't want to drive him crazy. Have you ever tried my tactic? Uh, when they look annoyed, just look at him and go, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he would probably. So he and I are, ex- we're, we're cut from the same cloth for sure. Like we are exactly the same person. And so we butt heads a lot. And so <laughs> oh, fun. I don't think that would end well. <laughs> oh, you know when that's going to get better in like a year and a half when he has testosterone. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, I work out a lot, so I think I can take him. But <laughs> we'll see. you might have to work out to get your frustration out. Um, yeah. So here's my next question: Away from an active bolus, away from uh-huh. food. So food hasn't been in a system for three, four hours. Where uh-huh. does where does his blood sugar sit stable, or does it not? No, it totally. His basal is really good. I've got that nailed down. Um, so, like last night, he was um, 105. 105 overnight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does he ever sit lower overnight? Yes, he does. But the dumb control IQ kind of brings him up sometimes. So if it goes below 
112.5, it'll shut off and then it kind of bumps them back up. So it's like a love hate with the control IQ. I haven't totally figured out how to work with it. I think I'm still working against it for sure. Because it's targeting, um, it's targeting like that 112 and a half number. Yeah. Or like yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I would prefer him. I mean, I do get him sometimes to ride around uh, 80 or 90, and that's where I would prefer him to be. But I'm still trying to, like I said, figure out how to work with control IQ instead of against it. And mm-hmm. I don't no, know no. that I've totally. No, I'm just wondering, like, because, because point two, I mean, it's obviously honeymooning. Yes. Because point two five for 80 pounds is low. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, he's getting like 70% of his insulin is, um, bolus and like 25% is basal, something like that. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, I know there's some people who like use that percentage like like gospel and some people don't care about it as much but that's pretty whack like as far as right yeah yeah um do you see any signs of it ending have you ever had a day where his pancreas wasn't helping nope not yet which is kind of annoying and it's kind of all over the place too like it'll help out more some weeks than others and it's hit like it it's driving me crazy because i swear I, i really honestly feel like i'm changing his basil almost every week Definitely. It changes between school and the weekend always, mm-hmm. um, by quite a lot. I feel like, I mean, he can go down to four units of basil on the weekend compared yeah. to the six that he's been getting recently. Anyway, when he's at school, he's more active. sometimes he goes up to eight units when he's in school. It just, it's like all over the place. So he's more active on the weekends for sure. More sedentary during school for sure. Okay. And you said driving me crazy, but you misspoke. You should have said crazier. Yes, okay, that's true. That's fine. I just, <laughs> this is a distinction I make with my wife sometimes. She's like, this is making me crazy. And we're all like, crazier. <laughs> let's not try Accurate. to let's not try to take credit for a baseline of zero because it doesn't really right. exist. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, okay, so you see you see that when he's more active, he needs less basil. When he's less active, excuse me, when he's more active, he needs less basil. When he's like that, that makes sense. Less active, he needs more basil. Um, right. His basil's definitely low for his weight. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree, obviously, with that. But does the... Mm, I wonder how much it's being helped with the meals as well. like Because now you're trying to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing, right? When you, for people who don't understand, when you bolus with a, an algorithm, mm-hmm. most of them, Sorry. no, it's fine. Uh, most of them take, uh, when you're bolusing for food with an algorithm, the algorithm has you put in all of the insulin that it needs for the, for the meal, meaning the impact of the food, but it's also kind of covering the basal need too. So, Loop, for instance, you put it in, like if Arden has 40 carbs, we bolus 40 carbs. If her blood sugar is already 80, then prior to this meal, it's been achieving the 80 by keeping her basil on. As soon Mm -hmm. as the food goes in, excuse me, as soon as the bolus for the food goes in, oftentimes the algorithm takes the basal insulin away. Because it's mm-hmm. trying to work with just the basil. And Control IQ does that similarly. Is that right? Yes, correct. Okay. So my point about you specifically is when it's doing that, it's only taking 0.25 away. Right. So it's not like in Arden's situation where her basil goes away, I lose a unit of insulin an hour. Right. Right. It, it, you're, using, you're losing 0.25. So mm-hmm. 
the question would be, obviously, the next step you tried was adding a little extra carbs, lying about the carbs. If it's 20 carbs, you're telling it it's a little more so mm-hmm. that so that he gets that extra insulin that's being taken away by the basal. But that doesn't help either, right? No. I mean, sometimes it does, but most of the time I would say no. It, it'll he still gets that, you know, what I would say is a spike up, even though I know it's not like a crazy spike, but he gets that spike up still. And then, um, okay. Sometimes even he goes low afterwards and I have to catch it with food before he actually gets low. Cause I can see it coming. So when you, when you fake carb, you can get yeah. low afterwards. Say that again. When I fake carb, you, I can what you, he can get low afterwards. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'd bet if you took if you step step back, you would notice that he's getting low afterwards when he's eating. Um, I'm just going to say better because I don't have another word. Better food, like right. less preservatives, like et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's an that's a situation where you're lying to the algorithm. Helps you up front, hurts you on the back end because on the back end it expects there to be carbs there that aren't there, and that's why you get slow. So, it, so do you you don't think that it's an insulin issue like a, a humalog issue uh, i think the fake carbing with an algorithm is a good way to be low later yeah okay. yeah um unless you're you know he's having macaroni and cheese with you know those popcorn things that i mentioned earlier and like right. seven, then, <laughs> then i think you should probably just open the humalog and sprinkle it on his head uh so <laughs> Just, just, you know, just right. like a flower. Just here, buddy. We need extra. Yes. Um, but <laughs> Take it. with a regular meal, though, um, fake carbs with an algorithm with a regular meal is a is a good way to be low later because it thinks there's more carbs in there than there is. It's still pushing at it. And so you're doing it to trick it into giving it more insulin to overcome the the basal being taken away. And it works in the beginning. And then at the end there's nothing to prop up the insulin and boom, you go down. Now you could, I mean, if you're comfortable with giving a little more carbs later for that, then mm-hmm. it's not really a problem. Um, it's a viable solution, but it's not, I mean, I don't know how long you could do that without it making you crazy. Or you also don't want him to put on yeah. weight from extra food that he doesn't want to be eating. Either. No. And I, yeah. And I hate that he does as much sugar as he does some days to try to catch lows. Right. Right. So, okay. So what are some of the options? I see the one, one thing that I have available to me with loop that you don't is I get to tell the loop how long I think the food's going to impact for. Mm -hmm. So when Arden has macaroni and cheese, you can put an impact time of five or six hours, which gives the loop the expectation that the food's going to be in there that time. And it'll keep kind of pressing at it then because you, you can't do that with control IQ. You also can't, readdress a bolus with control IQ, right? You can't like, I don't know, say this meal is 25 carbs at, at eight o'clock in the morning and at eight thirty, uh-huh. and at eight 30, you realize, Oh, I should have said 30. You can't go back and change the 25 to 30. You Correct. Can, right. You can put in a new 20, a new five, but then that, Correct. that messes up the algorithm's understanding of the timing of the food then. Correct. What happens when you don't pre bolus as long? Does he just get higher? Um, uh, that's hard to answer. Um, not usually because if I know if I know he's not going to get a long pre-bolus, then I add more insulin in to catch what I think is going to go high. <laughs> I see. Oh, so you don't know what'll happen because you're already 
trying to. I'm preemptively assuming that it's going to. And so I'll add in more insulin to try to stop that from happening. If I know that he's not going to get a pre-bolus or at least as long as I would like for him to. Are there any meals where he doesn't spike and he doesn't get low later? Mm, I mean, yeah, they do happen, but it's, he doesn't eat the same thing twice ever. I mean, he eats, he eats the same, I don't know, five, six foods, but he pairs them with different things every time. Mm-hmm. So then they impact differently based okay. on what he pairs them with. I feel like, so I can't get a real good understanding of one meal to the next because of that. Um, You're the first mother of because, an 11 year old to complain that their kid has a variety of food choices. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but I understand. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, you're fine. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. It wasn't anything important. Probably not. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. So is this the time where I tell you that for a honeymooning 11 year old who's had diabetes for four months, this is going really well. What's his A1C? Hold on. Let me guess his A1C. 110 most of the time. Doesn't really spike over 150 much. Maybe 180 once in a while. Sees lows infrequently. Can get as low as 65. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I want to get a really good guess here. Um, when's the last time you had his A1C? Um, a little more than three months ago. He actually goes, I want to say next week. Oh, you don't really have one right now. What is Dexcom? No. What is Clarity? Dexcom says that it's going to be 6.1. Oh, that's my guess. Damn, I should have said it. (laughs) Damn it. Damn, 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 damn. Um, yeah. So what was he when he was diagnosed? They didn't draw one in the ER, which really annoyed me. Um, so he went back for a follow-up two months later and two months in, he was 8.8. So he had two months of good control plus one month of crazy numbers before diagnosis in that 8.8. Okay. So Amanda, to be clear, your son's had diabetes for four months. He's 11 years old, eats a bunch of different foods, is incredibly active, only gets into the fifties, maybe once or twice a week and his A1C is 6.1. Yeah. What made you call me again? Oh man, I know. See, it's because I feel like I can do better with the post meal spikes. I worked with, um, I've worked with, uh, a company that you talk about a lot. And I was kind of frustrated because I felt like, um, I have a lot of knowledge coming into this just because of my background, not with type one, but just in general medical knowledge and nutritional knowledge coming, coming into this. And so, I felt like a lot of the education was um, very surface level and beginner, which I do need to have reminders of those things, but I really wanted to dive in and really learn what I can do with control IQ specifically mm-hmm. um, and how I can work with it better. And I didn't feel like I got that. And so um, I really just, I know that I can keep those post meal spikes from going from like, it's just the, the range of the jump, right? So if he goes down with the pre-bolus to like 70 and he's jumping all the way to 150, 160, then I feel like that's telling me that something's off there, even though it's not a bad number necessarily to jump, you know, I understand. I, 70, 80 points. That to me means that there's not enough insulin or something. Something's off. I didn't mean for my question to throw you into a minor breakdown. I'm sorry. No, I know. Oh, gosh, I know. I'm, I know. <laughs> I'm does, does your husband ever <laughs> ask you to calm down? And does that make you mad? Um, no, it makes me mad. <laughs> 
I try so hard not to tell Kelly to calm down. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, I know that there's no value in it for me or for her, but sometimes I I'm like, See, uh, so I just go. I, and, uh, uh. <laughs> I know. And my, my type one is exactly like me. He is like a very, he's a, 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 a um, oh gosh, a sticky note. Like he writes reminders to himself. He's a, he's a task oriented kid. He, he's very much like me and he's very passionate to a fault. So if there's something that he doesn't like, Ooh, man, yeah, you're going to have a hard time convincing him. Otherwise I have a wife like you and a son like yours too. See, Uh, it's great. Such a challenge. They'll make a lot of amazing adults someday, but right now I tell you what, they'll make great adults make a bunch of money and be dead when they're in their red fifties from some crazy heart attack. Um, that's accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So we want to be able to joking aside, help you feel calmer and, and help this go more smoothly. Um, or just let me know that this is normal. I guess that's the other part of it. Like, I don't know what normal is. I don't know what to expect because obviously we're brand new at this. So I don't know, what do most people's graphs look like? Or what is, what is, what should the expectation be when he's honeymooning? I don't know. I'm just trying to make it the best that I can so that he doesn't have complications. Yeah. I hear you. That that all makes sense. Um, I would yeah. tell you that if you're, if you're eating foods that are difficult to manage mm-hmm. um, and he's honeymooning, mm-hmm. then you don't have I don't, I don't dislike 150 for an hour after, you know, an hour after a meal that comes back down and doesn't get low. Like that feels okay to me. Like, mm-hmm. could you put in a tiny bit more insulin? Sure. So instead of fake carbing, could you have, I don't know how that pump is set up, Like, could you have a carb ratio that's a little meatier for more carby foods and a carb ratio that's a little lighter for simpler carbohydrate. Yeah. I, yeah. You can put in different, different um, profiles in the pump. I think you can have up to, I don't know, six or 10 or something right, like that. Cause that's what I'm thinking. Like maybe you need a profile that's like, you know, sugar dip popcorn and you need a profile that's like normal. Okay. And, and that way you'll be more, you won't have to lie about the carbs. Mm-hmm. You can, uh, you can be more aggressive with the meal insulin and maybe that would stop the spike a little bit and keep the low away. Okay. That you, makes sense. Do you sleep mode overnight? Yeah. No, I don't. Have you tried it ever? I have. And I didn't like it because it kept me too high. Oh, it, it made him higher. Yeah. Okay. Huh. But I only tried it for, I don't know, two days or something like that. And then I was like, I don't want, he was riding right around 120, I want to say, okay. which again, not bad, but I was doing better on MDI, keeping him lower prior to change because I did sleep mode right when I changed to the pump. Yeah. Um, and, and I was doing better with MDI, keeping him lower. So I knew that I could. Um, and I didn't like him staying in the 120. So it could have totally just been, it was brand new, the pumping to us. It could have been other settings that were, you know, I just wasn't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I need to go back to it. What's his, what's his meal ratio? Like what's his insulin to carb? Uh, let's see. He gets insulin to carb. Um, so it's, he has one, two, three, four, five, six different insulin to carbs based on the time of the day and the way that it's set up in his profile. So like for breakfast, he's um, 20 grams per unit. Lunch is the same at dinner time. He's 21 and at 9 PM, he goes to 19. <laughs> is there really any difference between 19 and 21? Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> it's all, I was just, I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> I'm just, I love watching people overthink this stuff. Like, like, like oh, tell see, me, I know. there are people I've been like, tell me about your basal rate. It's just go. Okay. Well, in the morning it's more aggressive, 
0.3 from 7 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And then it's (laughs) 0.35 for an hour and then 0.2 for this. I'm like, oh, God, (laughs) just can you just make it? like 0.25 the whole day and like, let's see what happens. Um, I know. You, you, you can't get caught in trying to outsmart what you think you've seen in the past, because especially yeah. with a, with a honeymoon, most of what you've seen isn't real. Like it's isn't not, real. I know yeah, it's not what it's going to be later, but it is what it is right now. So I mean, yeah. you're, that's fine. I mean, 0.21, 0.19, uh, 19 and 21, <clears throat> I guess, whatever. Um, right. To freak you out, Arden's insulin to carb ratio is one unit per four and a half carbs. Lord Almighty. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Get ready. <laughs> I know. Well, I was actually going to ask you that. What does that look like when they go from, or, well, did Arden have much of a honeymoon? Uh, Arden's honeymoon came um, months into her diagnosis and it lasted for two days and then went away. For two Crazy. days, Arden didn't need insulin like months into her diagnosis. Huh. So interesting. Um, yeah. Who knows? So then also, what does it look like when they, when their pancreas totally isn't helping at all? Because then it's not help. Cause right now I think his pancreas probably is helping to prevent some lows. Well, you're not using some as much, hor- you're not using as much man-made insulin, which is probably limiting the lows. Yeah. Like this is right. um, like, this is like, this is going to get worse before it gets better at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but you'll have, yeah. but I want to go back for a minute. Well, let me answer your question first. Um, I wanted to say about Arden, Arden got diabetes in 2006. We were using right. a, a meter that looked like it came out of a bubble gum machine and needles. Yeah. So how long did she have a honeymoon? I don't know, but I know for sure right. that months into it, there were two days where she didn't need insulin. True. Okay. That's all I know. Um, right. I don't think you're crazy. I think that thank you. I think you're for, well, it's not a <laughs> clinical diagnosis, but you're welcome. And um, <laughs> I think this, I've spoken to a lot of people and you have all the tools you need to do this. Yeah. The one thing you're missing is consistency from the pancreas and time to see things in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. So what most people have who succeed is the desire to do it. You you have that. Okay. So you want to do it. You want to do a good job. You want to be involved in it. So that's that. The, the, the key here would be not to burn yourself out before you get an opportunity to really get in the game. Mm -hmm. For now, I would tell you, this is probably, you're doing great. I mean, you can keep like tinkering with it and everything, but just, Mm -hmm. just know that, I don't know. Like this is the part of the movie where the boat's leaking slowly and you're not in the water yet, but save your energy. Cause we're going to be fighting the shark pretty soon. Okay. Like don't panic. Yeah. Don't panic in the boat. Let's save that energy for the fight because there's going to be a moment where his, his needs are going to increase. And that's where you're going to have to be flexible in a way that I described with Arden's illness, because basically Arden's illness mimics the end of a honeymoon. We have this right. right. We have this basal need that works. We have we, everything we know that works is here, and then, boom, snap of the fingers, it's wrong, and it's not wrong by a little bit. It's not that her basal needs to go from you know point nine five to one. It's her her basal need went from one point one to two, and it and it's going to stop again. By the way, and I'm going to have to adjust off of that at the same time. 
So yeah. that that's what it's going to be like when the honeymoon, like hopefully, look, if you get lucky, it'll be gradual and you can just adjust as you go and it'll just level. Mm-hmm. But he could just wake up one day and need more insulin. And right. It'll take you a little while. Do to you have to out. start all over with figuring out how food impacts and all of that? I think the timing of your meal insulin will be pretty similar. I think yeah. his carb ratio will change uh, a little bit, not a ton, mm-hmm. but his okay. basil, his basil is going to change a lot. Okay. So, I mean, this is not, I, you know, I said this enough on the podcast that I, this is not technical. It's not mathematical. It's not out of a book anywhere, but mm-hmm. kids who are not, who are prepubescent, I kind of think of as like 0.1 per hour per 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be crazy if you eventually found them at 0.6 an hour, 0.7, that kind of stuff. Okay. You know, um, and that's where, that's the biggest hurdle to me is that people adjust so slowly. So you're 0.25. So when his basal needs go up, I guarantee you, you're going to make him 0.3. And you're going yeah. to, and you're going to feel like, you're about to kill him. You're going to be like, oh, I'm going to go to point three. Then nothing's going to change. When he was sick with that upper respiratory thing for, I mean, it was a little more than a week long that I had to change his, he went up to point six at night. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so just when that time comes, just, you know, that's a good time to find your balls, you know? Yeah. And, and, or otherwise you're going to spend days and days and days going from point two five to point three to point three five, And then, you know, everything else is going to be bonkers and nothing's going to make sense. And you're not going to sleep. And five days into it, you're going to be running your head into a wall. Right. And then calling and calling a perfect stranger on the phone for help. Gosh, I know. (laughs) It's a bad. So tell me this with Arden, how often are you like texting with her at school to make little micro changes to her insulin? Or, I mean, I know probably now it's not quite as much as it was when you were figuring all of this stuff out, but that's the other Sort yeah. of, um, I understand what you mean. I don't know, hesitation that I have is that I don't want to interrupt him, his thought process when he's in school a million times to get him to bump a number down or whatever the case may be. So I, I'll let them ride a little bit higher when he's at school, but I don't know, like, what do you typically do or what have you done or what did you do when she was younger? Sure, sure. Uh, so, uh, so we went through a couple of iterations. Uh, when she was younger, younger, she was using just, you know, an Omnipod. And she mm-hmm. would, she'd go to the nurse, you know, when she was in second grade, she'd go to the nurse's office, send me, I couldn't see her blood sugar back then. Like, um, mm-hmm. th- there was no share feature in, in Dexcom, even when she had it. Yeah. Um, but you know, they, they'd give me the number, they test her, t- I'd tell them how much insulin to put in, they'd put it in, she'd come back a number of hours later and test again. And that was before, okay. that's before CGM. Once CGM came, then, okay, now, you know, they could see that. We worked off of that. And then eventually Cher showed up. Um, mm-hmm. Gosh, do you know that I put, I made the phone company or the my internet provider somebody, they used to make these like Wi-Fi repeaters or something like that that were, mm-hmm. worked off of cellular. I made them install that in her classroom for two years. Oh, no. Nice. You know, so Omnipod share. And you ta- you're telling me that I'm the crazy one? Hey, do you like the podcast? <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, then leave me alone, okay? Jesus, God, be nice to me. <laughs> I'm already married, Amanda. I don't need this from you, okay? <laughs> I get to tease you. You're on the podcast. You be nice to me. I'm the host. That's how all this works. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. No, I'm no, sorry. no, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> um, but we did that. So the um, 
back then. So Dexcom share had a way to get out because the school didn't have Wi-Fi, right? Okay. And then yeah. when that no longer became necessary, et cetera, et cetera. At, yeah. The point you're really talking about is the point where your son's at right now. He's got a Dexcom. It's a G6. You can see his blood sugars in real time. He's wearing mm-hmm. an algorithm. At that point in Arden's life, there's it, it goes in spurts. There are times when it just, you don't have to talk to her at all, mm-hmm. you know? And there's times where things go wrong or, you know, you're heading out the door for school when you realize, oh, we should have changed that pump last night. You know, right. like, like then that needs more. Um, there have been times where I've, you know, I've talked to her every day before gym class. And now I don't really know when she goes to gym, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. But so, you know, the thing you need most, it sounds so counterintuitive, but you need the honeymoon to end so that there's stability. I agree. Yeah. Yes. And then you'll start seeing things that make sense. I mean, you know, for diabetes and, right. and you'll be able to make more meaningful decisions. But for a kid who's in this situation, you're doing really well, exceptionally well. And I find that nobody tells anybody that. And I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, this yeah. is really great. I'm like, what, what are we talking about here? Most spikes only to 150, sometimes 180. They come back down on their own half the time. If they don't, you know how to correct them. Mm-hmm. He's seeing lows maybe around his activity more than anything, but we're calling lows 65, which there'll be a day where you won't think of as a momentary 65 as a problem. I don't want his blood sugar in the 50s any more than you do. And right. so, but that's only happening here and there. He's got diabetes, so right. might think that's going to happen. Now, does he drift into the 50s? Or is he falling through the 50s? It sounds like he's drifting into the 50s. Most of the time drifting, yes. Yeah. Occasionally falling right. so, in soccer. But. So what that mostly sounds like is that it happens and Oh, excuse me. <laughs> this is it. Amanda, you're going to be Oh, gosh. <laughs> you gonna, have the college flu. I have the college flu. Oh, no. <laughs> talking so much, my throat got dry. Um, I'm on this intermittent fasting, which, by the way, oh. everyone should do. I'm just saying. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't drink anything with flavor in it before my fasting window opens. Oh, okay. And so the water's not quite doing it for me this morning. Oh. I wish I had something else. I could do a black tea, but I didn't have time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your fault. How's it going, the intermittent fasting? I think it's saving my life. Oh, well, good. I think it's amazing. I think that- Fantastic. I think everyone should eat in at least an eight-hour uh, window during the day. Yes. Yeah. Um. It's, it's really wonderful. Like, just, I wish I knew about it sooner. Um, awesome. Anyway, I have a great episode about that. Oh, okay. Hold, hold on a second. Let's pimp the episode inside of the, um, inside of your episode. Do it. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up the, the episode number right now. Uh, it's number 516, How We Eat Intermittent Fasting. Okay. It's with a woman named Jen Stevens. She's got this, uh, she writes intermittent fasting books and has a podcast about it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. It's so basically, um, y- you know, for a person who doesn't have diabetes, you're by eating inside of this window, you're significantly lessening your insulin needs in the other window. Right. And that is just huge for a lot of things. Um, and I came to realize while I was talking to her that Arden basically does this too, because she's not a breakfast person. Oh, okay. So yeah. It's so Arden almost is like a twelve hour off eater. Like she doesn't, you know, she doesn't eat from later at night, I mean ten, eleven o'clock usually, to almost noon the next day. Wow. And that's how we know how good her 
her settings are because she's sure. she's super stable and her algorithm's not going crazy most of the time trying mm-hmm. trying to help. Mm-hmm. Although, again, for people like who are considering this stuff for the future, on days when it goes wonky, the algorithm gets ahead of it. And you know, you get to live a normal a more normal life where you're not so good. Yeah, I know. worrying all the time about am I getting high? Am I getting low? Do I have to bump? Do I have to nudge? Now back to your original question when we were bumping and nudging. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how often did I talk to her? I don't know. Not it, it, four, de- four times a day. Maybe it was like, Hey, bolus 0.25. Hey, set a temp basil for this. Like, about like that. I was rudimentary rudimentary. Uh Oh, damn it. I went down. So I know rudimentary is the word, but how do I add yeah. an L Y to it? Or is that not a Ooh, word? I was, rudiment- I don't think that's a word. It's not a word. I was rant. Um, I was doing a simple version of <laughs> of an algorithm. So I was yeah. I was being a simple version of an algorithm. Take it away here or put it back here. That's what you're all doing when you're bumping and nudging. You're just you're being your own algorithm a little bit. Right. So So but I mean how neurotic were you with it? Like would you let her ride higher in the 150s 160s before you bothered her to have her do something about it or were you trying to I, I mean if you're looking for my specific ideas, I treat blood sugars over 120 that I think aren't going to go back on their own. And I would give her carbs at school under 80 at home. At home, I wouldn't do it until under, you know, right at 70 probably. Okay. And you've always done that with her when she was younger too. I mean, you're, you're, those were kind of your parameters in your head. You're confusing me now with me then like the tech, the technology didn't exist. And, my thought process didn't exist. So back then I just ran around like with my hair on fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know what I was but doing. when she was like 11, 12, she had technology, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when she was 11 and 12, yeah. I mean, once, so what I find is to broaden the conversation. Yeah. Once you know what stability looks like and you can achieve it on purpose, mm-hmm. then a 70 doesn't scare me. If it's falling, I obviously would feel differently about it, but a, sure. sta- a stable 70 isn't, by chance, when that happens, when your mm-hmm. settings are good and you're making purposeful boluses and you understand the impacts of different foods, then 70 might be a huge win. Like I mm-hmm. wouldn't, I wouldn't correct a stable 70 now, mm-hmm. you know, back then would I have you maybe, but with like, you know, a gummy bear or two, like I would, in mm-hmm. my mind, I would just try to make it 75. Now, if it kept trying yeah. to fall, then that's different, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Then I might be more aggressive about it. It, mm-hmm. It's super interesting in the beginning how people want to know how much, how long. Tell me how much. Tell me how long. Tell me how you. What number do you do this at? Like it's. I know. It, it's because you have no. There's nothing to go by. You have no context. There's no experience. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No context. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have no context, and so you're scared that everything that's happening is about to be really wrong. Mm-hmm. Is that about right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. But so then the answer to that question is. The only thing that fills that gap is experience and time. I know, which I'm so bad at. Yeah. I'm an instant gratification kind of person. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's not going to come with this. I know. Gosh darn it. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is, is that you should probably try to enjoy this time a little bit. Um, okay. Because there's going to be some big adjustments coming. And yes. then after that, you should find some stability just in time for him to start growing hair on his <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, and then uh, this will all start over again. 
Oh man. But then it's just going to be, can't a, wait. it's just going to be a ramp up then. Yeah. You're bigger. You know, go God to. was like doing some funny things when he gave us this, this disease, I think, or for me specifically, because I was a person who beforehand, I, I, I'm, I'm a, um, a health nut, I guess you could say. And so sleep for me was extremely important. Like I would make sure that I got eight hours of solid sleep every night, mm-hmm. enter diabetes. <laughs> and then with diabetes, there's nothing that's concrete. It has to be very fluid. And I am very, you know, black and white for the most part and need to have an answer to everything. And this is the exact opposite. So yeah. it is testing me intentionally. I think last night trying to get me to chill out. Yeah. Last night um, we spent, I probably started cooking at like three in the afternoon. So I shopped mm-hmm. in the early afternoon, cooked all night because I'm mm-hmm. take, we're taking a bunch of food to my son at college. I don't know if that part's in here. So just for context and yeah. spent the whole night doing that. I was fairly exhausted by like the time 10 30 or 11 o'clock oh. came around. I'm 50 and you know, I, I sit in a chair all day for my job. So I'm pretty exhausted mm-hmm. by then. And still because of diabetes and all this, I think I was up to like one thirty. And then mm-hmm. I popped out of bed at eight to do this with you so that I Ugh. can get in a car and drive two and a half hours with that food to drop it off to my son, basically give him a hug, ask him how he's feeling and get back in a car and drive two and a half hours home because he has no time to talk to us today. So, Oh my goodness. So nice of you. Prior to that. No, the point wasn't how great we are. Stop. <laughs> That's obvious. That's not what we're talking about. The, 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 <laughs> point, the point is, is that I have learned to deal with less sleep because of diabetes. I don't yep. like I don't like it, but mm. I I know how to do it. Now the good thing is, is the algorithm should be letting you sleep. Are you not sleeping? No, it does. It definitely does most of the time. Yeah, but uh, I mean, occasionally, like when he had um, that cold, I had to mess with it through the night. Or occasionally, I'll get his dinner wrong and it won't come back down where I want it to be. Um, so no, yes, with the pump, I would say sleep is definitely much better than it was prior to getting the pump. And we didn't have that long in between, but, and I, I think that the sleeplessness really more is just my own anxiety around it. So I just sleep with one eye open more than I ever did. And I think that, um, you know, like things going off on my phone, wake me up more quickly or a little sounds outside. And then I'll wake up and I'll check the Dexcom just to make sure that he's still good. I think it's more that really than having to actually treat anything. Yeah. So that happens to Kelly. Like now that Arden has diabetes, mm-hmm. Kelly could have the flu mm-hmm. and pneumonia and have been up for four days straight and finally fell asleep. And Ugh. then you hear a beep and she goes, what is that? Is Arden okay? Like out of, yep. a, deep, out of a deep sleep. Yep. Now, now I'm the when one. When I that, open all the time. Yeah. Now I'm normally the one that handles it, but mm-hmm. she still can't not hear it. Anymore. Right. It's, it's really interesting. Whereas I don't really hear that anymore. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm bad at hearing it at this point. <laughs> You're not that old, Scott. No, I'm, no, I'm, I don't mean that I can't hear. Th- I don't mean that I can't hear the noise. I mean that I, oh. I'm not like, eh, what's that? Like, it's not like that. <laughs> it's that I just, I'm, I don't know. I have a, I'm comfortable enough about Arden's settings and how things sure. go that I don't, I don't pop up like a lunatic anymore. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully I'll get there one day. Yeah, you I'm sure you will. You know. Yeah. It, it I mean honestly, forget I'm sure you will. You should know, Amanda, based on the people who I've spoken to in the past that this is going to go really well for you. You just need the time. Yep. Yeah, and then you got to chill out. You don't smoke weed or anything, do you? No, maybe I should. I'm saying I'm not a proponent like I'm not telling you to. <laughs> 
<laughs> really got to calm down. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Cause we're not married. I can say that to you. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, but let me just here, I'm going to write down the time. It's uh, where we're at here. So I can go back real quick and edit this out. Uh, <laughs> hold on a second. Um, you just got to chill the f- a little bit. You're making yourself, I know. You're making yourself crazy. I know. I know. Yeah. And everyone listening I, I who identifies with you, mm-hmm. you guys all got to chill. Needs to hear that too. they need to just chill. Yeah, calm down. It's going to yeah. be okay. Now, listen, don't get me wrong. If your kid's blood sugar is going from 40 to 400 and 400 to 40, you all need to figure something out. <laughs> like, like, yes. but, but if you're in this situation that Amanda's describing, her woe is me 6.1 A1C. <laughs> Um, etc you guys got to find a way to realize that the rest of this is experience and that you can't you cannot rush getting experience so okay and mine only seems so much greater than yours because of my time but also because of all the conversations that i have so i have like a master's class in diabetes from talking to people the rest the rest of you don't have that you're trying to get it by getting immersed in your own situation, but your own situation is not, it's not always real. Like you don't, meaning you don't always understand what's happening. So you start formulating thoughts and theories based on, you know, bad numbers almost. Right. You know, does that make sense? Do you find that happening where you start like flying down rabbit uh, holes trying to figure oh, 100%. out? 100%. I'm, I'm very reactive for sure. I, I don't let things ride probably long enough a lot of times because i just want to fix it yeah okay yeah sometimes you got to see it so you know what to do with it yeah i mean sometimes it's it's kind of the key to the whole thing like things have to go wrong so that you understand how they go wrong because then once you have the tools you know where to put the tools to stop it from going wrong yeah and control iq is i feel bad like i mean it's i've never lived with it so right i don't know um yeah you know that's okay yeah based on based on what I've learned from looping, you know, if you're, if your insulin sensitivity is good, if your basal is good, if your carb ratio is good and your pre bolusing you know, you should be somewhere along uh, where you mean to be. And then you have to understand that other piece with the, the glycemic load and index of foods. Like you, you can't just eat the sofa and expect something different not to happen. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? And I'm not judging anybody. I mean, I think that's fairly obvious from the podcast, right? But, right. you know, some people are are sitting down with a, you know, a piece of baked chicken and 12 green beans and a couple of almonds. And some of you are trying to eat, you know, stuff that's not really food. And then, right. it, and I'm not saying you can't figure out how to bowl us for it. I'm saying don't be surprised when it's harder. That's right. All. That's all. Um I don't know that you're going to change his his palate when he's 11. You know? Exactly. I would also tell you. And this. I also don't want him to feel like he, I mean, part of me, listen, I'd love for him to eat healthier foods in general, but part of me doesn't want to have to have diabetes be like, I don't want it to be a punishment for him. And I don't want to have to say like, you can't eat this because it doesn't make your blood sugars look good or whatever. And, and I want him to feel like he can do whatever he wants and he doesn't have to be limited by diabetes, but I'm hoping that, you know, as he gets older, he starts to kind of figure some of this stuff out and wants to make some changes, but I don't know. We'll see. No, I I agree. And I agree with you too. And that, that happened for Arden. Like I've told that story, like we left the endo appointment one time and she just, she's a really little kid. She's like, is there anything I can do to help with this? And I was like, 
you could stop eating cereal until daddy can figure this out. And she's yeah. like, okay. And she just stopped eating cereal. Nice. And I was, and it, it was the variable that was too big and too impactful for me to figure out with the amount of experience and tools I had at the time. Like I just couldn't, right. it was too much for me. I couldn't wrap my head around everything that was happening. So when we took away that impact and simplified some of her foods, then I was able to see it better. And then I was able to take what I learned and then apply it to cereal. Yeah. And then, you know, that's it. Cause sometimes there's some of those insulin needs are so crazy. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's hard to make that leap when you're bolusing, you know, like if, mm -hmm. if Arden went to, I think she went out and got like a bowl the other day, like from Moe's. So I don't know. It's, mm -hmm. like a, it's a shell and it's, you know, you, you, they put in chicken and rice and corn and onions and like guacamole and all this stuff. And yeah. know, we just randomly bowl is like 85 carbs for it. I don't know how much is in that. I don't even know how much right. of it she's going to eat. Right. And there are times when Arden will wolf the whole thing down. And there's times when she gets halfway through it and she goes, I don't want any more of this. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah okay like all right <laughs> so, so you just right. have to you just have to get get the insulin in there ahead of it and then work backwards off of it instead of forwards so instead of instead of meeting the food with the right amount of insulin and keeping everything stable you throw in uh -huh. a, you throw in an amount that the food can't possibly overwhelm and then if she doesn't eat enough or it doesn't impact as hard, then you can address it with more carbs later or hopefully taking by taking away basal insulin or something like that. Right. Um, okay. It's just kind of how I think of that, that bigger stuff because I would, yeah. ra I'd rather be ahead of it than chasing it for sure. Okay. Yeah. No, right. I get that. So do you have any questions and don't be, don't be like, if you have questions, now's the time. Let's go through them. Mm, I did write some things down, but I actually think that we, I'm looking through them. So for you, if she, if you get a bolus wrong and she does start to go above the number that you want her to be at, how long do you wait before you address it with more insulin to see if it's, cause there's a lot of times with the CGM where it looked like I'll get a straight arrow up. And then the next reading is a you know, diagonal and it only bumped up by another two points or something. Do you know what I mean? Or even with the lows where it looks like it's going to go straight down and then the next reading, it's only two points lower and mm -hmm. diagonal arrow and it kind of tricks you. Yes. Um, so you're probably in a situation where it's possible that the pancreas is like, oh gosh, what's going on? Here's some more. Insulin. Yes. Outside of that scenario. Um, when I first started doing this back in the day, mm -hmm. It was 45 minutes and an hour and a half is where, like, my inflection points kind of were. Mm -hmm. um, now I can see it. So okay. there's a sharpness to the rise on the CGM that indicates to me this isn't coming back. Okay. And then I just put in more. I got it. Okay. Okay. But it's, um, for me, it's on the, th I use the three-hour graph. Mm-hmm. And I look at the, for what you're asking about specifically, I mm -hmm. look, I look at about the last 10 or 15 ticks, I guess. Yep. And then there's a sharpness to it that just says, oh, hell, we missed. And, okay. you, and you learn to see what it looks like. Okay. And then I apply an amount of insulin that I usually randomly choose. 
Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. It's usually some multiple of her basal rate mm-hmm. so that if I have to bail on it. So if I've made a new bolus and I'm, and five minutes later you get that thing where like it just stops and levels off. You're like, Oh, you gotta mm-hmm. be kidding me. Right. Like, so some, yeah. sometimes I'll try to trade the basal for the bolus. Like I just put in this one unit bolus Mm-hmm. And then I, it suddenly levels off. I might shut the basil off for a half an hour just to try to like horse trade a little bit with the insect. Gotcha. Um, but that's also a slippery slope. You, you don't want to be finding yourself doing that constantly because then there's bigger. No, problems. because the timing of those two things is probably not exactly in line with each other. No, they're not. Yeah. You're just yeah. doing your best to try to make a couple of overlaps. It'll stop a low later. Yeah. But I've also done that and shut off her basil and five minutes later texted her back and been like, oh, hell, put the basil back on. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Or, you know, I've also I've also made incredibly aggressive boluses that literally 30 seconds later, I'm like, push, stop, push, stop. I'm <laughs> Just kidding. Abort. <laughs> stop. No, don't do that one. Please respond. Damn it. <laughs> and then I, inevi- okay. I inevitably get back a text that says, too late. <laughs> And I'm like, it's See, so that's good to hear that you do things like that too. Yeah, sure. It's not a. I mean, you, did you think this was a perfect science? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You got it down pretty well. It sounds like. <laughs> um, yeah, I do. But again, it's time. It's it's willing yeah. to. It's willing to be able to. It's willing to talk about it like this. Yeah. Like, like I think this conversation is really cool because this is the exact kind of stuff that I think people talk about privately, they would never say out loud in public. Right. Because it flies in the face of most things that, most basic concepts that you mentioned earlier that your doctor gave you that are really not very helpful once right. once you get into the minutia. Right. You know, like. Exactly. Count your carbs, you know, put the insulin in. Yeah, think about what they really tell you, right? Like, get you. Count your carbs, put your insulin in. Three hours later, check your blood sugar, see where you're at. Mm-hmm. That's it. I haven't talked to our endocrinologist. I haven't called them or talked to them for advice on changing anything since our last appointment over three months ago because I realized that they were just guessing. They were 100% guessing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they're like, uh, you know, so you're getting low every night at 2 p.m., uh, 2 a.m.? Um, yeah. Let's turn your basal down at 2 a.m. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I saw it. Like, I knew. I could tell that they were totally just an educated guess at that, but I mean, just guessing. So I'm like, well, what? I'm, I'll, I'll guess like, I'll, I can do that. Listen, I'm going to say something, Amanda, that maybe won't rub people the right way. And yeah. I'm not just talking about the medical profession, but in general, mm-hmm. right now, world mm-hmm. goes to hell in a handbasket, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're coming in by planes. Tanks are crashing into the shores. How many people do you hunker down with who you think these are the people who can get me through? How many do you know? Um, one yeah okay <laughs> so now, <laughs> now you're randomly calling a random doctor's office that you went to because the hospital that you ended up to with when your son was diagnosed uh told you about this endocrinologist and you're talking yeah. to the lovely person that answers the phone who's 20 years old who then moves you on to the person who's been out of school for three years and doesn't have diabetes and you're asking them a pointed question about a basal insulin right and even if they know how are they really going to know they're not there? They don't have this, like this thing that we did that for this last hour, they don't mm-hmm. have, they don't have this critical thinking around the minutia stuff. 
Right. So it's unfair to them on top of the point that I don't know 10 people who I would trust with my life. Exactly. um, And I've met a lot of people. And I'm not saying you're all prop like people I've met are like, I just don't know you well enough most of the time. You know, like like, this is a weird thing to be asking someone. So I joke about me being a stranger from the internet. But how many hours have you heard me talk about diabetes? Countless. A lot. Right. So I mean, I've listened to a lot. Yeah. I'm not really that unknown to you. You Right. Exactly. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying there aren't people out there. There obviously are. I mean, Jenny's like, I mean, I've I've spoken on a stage with Jenny and I felt like I held my own. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I also, if, if you said to me, Scott, I can ask you or I can ask Jenny about something. I might be like, I, I might ask Jenny, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. And there are times when Jenny will text me and be like, what do you think of this? And we'll talk back and forth sometimes. And I know, yeah. I know she respects me. I know I'm in that space a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but who else is there, really? I it's, know. it's not even even the doctors. I mean, I don't know how it works in your health system. I I'm not sure I could pick Arden's endocrinologist out of a lineup. Right. I'm yeah. not kidding. We never see her mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. her nurse practitioner's, you know, terrific, but I don't remember the last time she gave us any like pointed advice about insulin. Sure. You know, she says things like, I'm I'm concerned. They say I'm concerned about this low here, which I'm starting to think is an is a liability thing. Yeah. Because if you go, Oh, that's not a low, that is a compression low, they go, Okay. And you're like, right. Well, but that was it. We're done talking about it now. And you know, right. I'm starting to think that's liability that they have to point it out to you for legal. Oh, 100%. Legal yeah, reasons. I'm sure it is. Right. They've well, got to be able to chart it. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going on. So, uh-huh. I don't know what's happening for like I mean, I've been in appointments where I'm not sure if I'm being like if that's the conversation we're having cuz it's me or if yeah. this is what the conversations are like. And I would tell you that if I wasn't me, that those conversations wouldn't be helpful. Yeah. You know, it's they're a, not. Yeah. They're, it's, they're very, very generic, I feel like. But yeah. I mean, I, I understand it. Yeah. Your site feels good. You're doing great. Good job. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, all right. Right. Uh, um, Call us if you're in DKA or. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you tell me line. how many minutes after I miss on a bolus should I readdress this? Three hours. Oh, great. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Don't stack. Yeah. Don't stack your <laughs> insulin. Why? Yeah. Well, I mean, but it's her blood sugar is 300. You can't stack your insulin. Right. Uh, all right. Yeah, okay. exactly. I have one more question for you. Do it. And it's probably another um, more of a neurotic question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. I, I wish so <laughs> uh, the difference between changing, your, like doing a temp basal adjustment versus an extended bolus, mm-hmm. when would generally speaking, why would you use one or the other? I like a temp basal. Let me get some water. Mm-hmm. I like a temp basal in a carby situation. Um, okay. So if you're going to, you know, if it's, I don't know, Thanksgiving day and there's food out on tables all day, if mm-hmm. you're. Um, <clears throat> Halloween. Yeah. Well, uh, Halloween, a lot of simple no? sugar, a lot of simple sugar. That's harder to, to think about. Okay. You, you might get a lot of up and down at Halloween if you're too aggressive. Um, okay. Uh, on a day where you're running around and somehow you eat pizza for lunch and then grab Chinese on the way home, like, you yeah. know, like that kind of a situation, or you're just having a meal where, you know, one hot dog turned into three hot dogs and there were chips and there were all this, I might create a blanket of basil over top of the timeline 
that is the impact of the food. Okay, yeah. And, uh, you know, just to, you know, because in my mind, the basil is sort of like a blanket that's holding down on your body's function, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not, let's be clear, basil's just to control body function. Right. It's not for food, but you can manipulate mm-hmm. you can manipulate it and, you know, to use it for food. So if your kid mm-hmm. needs 0.25 to control his body needs, right? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly he eats a bunch of hard or long impacting foods, mm-hmm. I-, I might then want that pressure that's coming down from the basil to be heavier so that when that food starts pushing up, because it's going to push up over such a long period of time, mm-hmm. I like there to be a more even coverage of, of heavier basil for something like okay. that. Because, Makes sense. Yep. because when you bolus for it, you're going to get that, you know, nothing happens, then an influx, and then, you know, that's about it. Like, right, like mm-hmm. when, it, when the insulin peaks, so you, you've got that pressure at one time. I like to see it across the whole thing. Okay. Um, so then what about an ex- extended extend, bolus? Extended bolus. Uh, I don't love extended boluses, but if okay. I was going to use them, I would use them for, you know, a thick, you know, thin crust pizza, not so much, uh, but a thicker crust pizza that has, you know, maybe meat and cheese in it. And so, you know, you're going to get that fat and protein rise later, but you could also uh-huh. just do the... You could also listen to the episode about the fat and protein rises and just make a, mm-hmm. a, a pinpoint bolus for the fat and protein later too. Mm-hmm. Um, or for the fat later too, excuse me. And um, I used them a lot at school before mm-hmm. to pre-bolus when her blood sugar was lower. So if Oh, right. Okay. So, so give a smaller percentage up front and then extend yeah. it. So Arden's like, you know, it's time to bolus for lunch. And mm-hmm. we need some sort of a pre-bolus, but her blood sugar is 78 and she's got 45 carbs in her lunch. And that's going to end up being, you know, 11 units of insulin, like mm-hmm. not super comfortable giving Arden 11 units of insulin 10 minutes before social studies ends. Mm-hmm. And then she's got to walk through the school and then you're hoping she starts to eat on time, etc. So if that in that specific scenario, if she was like 78 I might do the 11 units, 0% up front, the rest over 30 minutes. So, okay. so that these 11 units are going in pretty aggressively, but not like a bolus over 30 minutes. So then 15, right. minutes, 15 minutes later, when she sits down to eat, half of those 11 units are in, right? So I do right. sort of get ahead of it. Like, so I've used it like that before and with different um, breakdowns. Like, you know, if she's 85, I might do 20% now, the rest over a half an hour. So that's a way mm-hmm. where I, I'll use an, an extended bolus in a way that it's not really meant to be used. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just using it as like a time release bolus. Gotcha. Right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, those are, I don't know. Those are some of the places you might do it, but they're also very hit and miss and they yeah. can be, they can be frustrating while you're learning how to do them. Yes. You know, so, uh, I agree. Fried food. I tend to use the extended bolus a lot because um, with the control IQ, I, if I turn that off, then I just don't have confidence, especially when he's at school, that he's going to respond quick enough to fix something if it needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. So I just use an extended bolus as opposed to a temp basil a lot when he's at school. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it works for you? I mean, it seems to right now anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. listen, in the future, it'll just have more 
basil, you know, a, a stronger basil. And so I don't see why it still wouldn't work. From what I understand from talking to people, mm-hmm. the bigger problem with to generalize boys isn't, it, you know, obviously the, the hormones are going to be one of them, but that actually mm-hmm. might not happen until they're a little older as, as mm-hmm. drastically. It's like, unlike the girls where you could see it like 11, 12, 13 years old in there. The right. bigger problem is when boys are just, you know, classically boys. Yes. And they're just like, I don't care. It'll be fine. Or I'll just yes. run through the wall, like that kind of stuff, you know, yep. um, that, mm-hmm. might, that might end up being the more challenging aspect of this at some point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't for think, sure. I can see that. Yeah. I think boys will be boys is a saying for some sort of a, it's true. a real reason. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it'll <laughs> be true. fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, when my wife <laughs> and I were um, first married, we took a road trip to Washington, D.C. This mm-hmm. before navigation systems and before, like, like you needed a map if you wanted to know where you were going back then. Mm-hmm. Right? And, um, we get in the car and it's nighttime. Like we went on a Friday afternoon after work and, you know, we're driving and it gets dark and she's like, you don't have a map. And I was like, no, she goes, how are we going to get there? I'm like, it's Washington DC. We'll drive South on I 95 until we see a giant white building. And then we'll get off the exit and look for the streets of the hotel. <laughs> right. And she, mm-hmm. she was mortified by that. <laughs> like I, we, we, we arrived at the hotel. There was nothing eventful about the trip whatsoever. And she got in the bed and I was like, are you all right? She's like, I'm just, I'm very anxious. And I was like, about what? And she's like, we, we didn't know where we were going the whole time. I said, oh, no, the whole time we knew we were going to Washington. I was like, there's this main road. It's, you know, it leads right to, there's a giant white dome. It's lit up. Like we couldn't possibly, what about signs? Like, you don't think at some point there's going to be a sign that says Washington, D.C.? And, and that was my extent of being prepared for that. And uh, nice. I, I'm trying to say that that theory wrapped into a 14 year old <laughs> trying, uh. to figure, trying to figure out how to bolus before he goes out in the woods and rides a motorcycle might be fun. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So good, good yeah, life. that's pretty much my life. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Was this in any way helpful to you? Absolutely. Really? Oh, OK, good. Yeah. Yeah, really. Honestly. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, I. I th- it's helpful for me to hear that what, what we've got going on is like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't see, I don't know. I, I, you don't know what you don't know. We don't know a lot of other people. Well, I mean, so we do know obviously my, my niece, but they're just as new to this as we yeah. are. And then the only other person that we know that's in my son's classes was diagnosed three months ahead of Connor, my son, Connor. So, um, you know, we're all trying to figure it out together. And outside of that, I don't really know anybody that's been doing it long enough to know what's to be expected. Yeah. Hey, I want to make a little PSA right here. Uh, don't everybody send me a note and want to do this, okay? Please, thank you. Right. Yeah. So sorry. No, no, no. Amanda, <laughs> which, but Amanda doesn't know about herself, is she was the right blend of neurotic and normal for this conversation. <laughs> and I figured that out while I was talking to her. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't think you weren't going to talk over me the whole time. You were going to be okay with me doing a lot of the talking um, yeah. and I knew you would be good for this. So also here's the thing. If you feel like, oh my God, I need this conversation too. Amanda's mm-hmm. conversation will go exactly the way your conversation will go. So there's nothing particularly special or that much different between how Amanda's feeling and how you may be feeling. If you're right now saying, oh my God, this is my life and listening to this yeah. pretty much whatever we said is going to apply pretty well to you. Yes. Yep. Yeah? All right. 
I appreciate it very much. Oh, it was my pleasure. It really was. I don't, yeah. you don't have to thank me. I thought this was terrific. Uh, I thought it was great yeah. for the podcast too. And I was happy to help you. Um, you know that I wanted to do this because we're doing it on a day I don't usually record. Yes, so I do. And I, I really appreciate that. Don't. No, again, you're not supposed to say, you're not listening. You're not supposed to thank me <laughs> for it. I'm just, it's an indication of how much I wanted to do it. Because if I didn't want to do this, we definitely wouldn't be doing this today. <laughs> Uh, that's just true. Uh, okay, so hold on. I'm going to ask a couple more questions about your husband's shaving, but I want to do it privately. First, I want to thank Amanda for coming on the show and having this conversation in front of all of you. And I'd also like to thank our newest sponsor, US Med. There's no need just no need for it to be difficult for you to get your diabetes supplies. USmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514. I'm so happy to have an advertiser with a phone number now because I'm like doing an impression of like infomercial like voices from when I was a kid. 888. Anyway, ooh, ooh, touch by type1.org. Don't forget them. Great sponsor. Wonderful place. Go check them out. This was kind of a long episode, so I won't dilly-dally here at the end. I'll just say thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast. And I guess I will note that a lot of the stuff that I talked about in today's episode, is uh, it exists in detail in the Diabetes Pro Tip series that begins at episode 210 in your podcast player or can be found at diabetesprotip.com and juiceboxpodcast.com. Also, if you're, see how I'm, I'm going on and on now? I know you're laughing at me. I don't care. Also, if you're in the private Facebook group, um, there are these great lists of all the series in the podcast, the pro tips being one of them. You kind of go up to the top and there's a featured tab. So first of all, it's a private group. You're going to have to answer a couple of questions to get in. Once you're in there, you're going to be with about 23,000 other people who are using insulin just like you. Great place. Completely free. Um, featured tab lists of all the series, including the pro tips. Now I'm really leaving. Goodbye.